Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, last night in Portland, the Grizzlies, uh, on one, they didn't actually come out that flat. Portland State came out hot. The Grizzlies kind of stuck with them. Portland State played a fabulous basketball game in general, I thought. I thought they executed in a ton of ways, and Boo Boo Holland Woods was absolutely outstanding. 39 points. How's 21 in a row from the free throw line grab you? 21 out of 21 last night, Holland Woods at the stripe. All-time Big Sky Conference record. I dug through the record books this morning. Uh, game didn't get over till late last night. Yeah. By the time I got done listening to the post game, it was sleepy time, certainly. Uh, but uh, dug through the record books this morning. Four previous Big Sky Conference players have shot twenty free th- or made, excuse me made twenty free throws in a single game. Montana's Ron Moore in 1966. Boise State's Tanaka Beard in 1992. Eastern Washington's Tyler Harvey in t- 2014. And then in one of the um, most impressive <laughs> and most individually individual performances I've ever seen. Randy Onwasu. Did I get this right now, David? Onwasu. Onwasu. Owasso. Owasso. We've been calling him An- Randy and Patrick Onwasar yeah. for years. I had Patrick Onwasar on my podcast one time, and I asked him if that was the correct pronunciation. And he said, okay, but it's Owasso, as as Owasso, as David says. They have it actually on the website now. So it was one of those uh, Monte, Monte Ball things where everybody, including Portland State, was pronouncing the last name incorrectly when, yeah. when Patrick was a finalist for the Defensive Player of the Year. Anyways, Randy, uh, his younger brother, played basketball at Southern Utah. And he had 20 free throws in that 2017 triple overtime game against the Montana State when Southern Utah, as the 11 seed, bounced the Cats mm. in the first round of the Big Sky Tournament. I think that Owasso uh, excuse me, had, uh, I think, 40, maybe 42 in that game in Reno. Pretty good. It was, uh, it was crazy. But the uh, you mentioned maybe that Montana didn't necessarily come out flat. The, there's always the tangible and intangible elements of games. And I think that one thing that Montana has had for a really long time, but particularly under Travis DeCure, is especially when they they run that, their half-court pack line, half-court trap sort of is what the defensive mm-hmm. principles are sort of like. They can really overwhelm people, and they can really get up in your face, in your shorts. And that defense is not really what they're running this year. And a lot of that's personnel-based. A lot of it's because they have young guys. A lot of it's because their bigs just have different skill sets. I mean, Jared Samuelson and, and Mac Anderson and Derek Carter-Hollinger are not necessarily like Fabian Krizlovic and Jamara Coe were in terms of their what they can do well and what they can't do well defensively. But what I saw last night, and this is such an interesting factor in the league, the only team in the league that is absolutely 0% scared of Montana is Portland State. 
And it's very interesting that the two teams have not crossed paths in the Big Sky Tournament the last several years. You wonder what would happen if they had. Eastern Washington's played with a certain level of confidence against Montana last couple of years, Northern Colorado as well. But Montana's had their number still, even if Montana has dropped games on the road at those two places. But what I saw last night was just a running, gunning, having so much fun. I mean, Holland Wood shot two different three-pointers in the first half where you're like, what kind of Silly. shot is that? Damian Lillard style. I mean, nearly, he, uh, he, nearly on the logo at half court. And he had one where he was filling the lane towards the corner, and he caught the ball while running and shot like a sideways fadeaway three. He missed it, but <laughs> let's just say that they were very loose. I had a couple buddies at the game. They said that you could tell from the jump that Holland Woods was going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. He wore a Kobe Bryant Lakers warm-up jersey pregame. They had a 24-second moment of silence before the game for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And Holland Woods said a little extra prayer. If you hearken back to the last year in Reno, Holland Woods, if you remember this, before Portland State's first game at the Big Sky Tournament, the last year of Reno, two Big Sky Tournaments ago, he got news that his best friend had been shot and killed. And I remember watching Holland Woods in the arena that day. He sat up in the upper corner all by himself. Just despondent, and no, and no one bothered him, and they let him be by himself. But then he went out and scored twenty eight points in that game. So the kid knows how to respond when he's feeling emotion, and that's absolutely what he did last night because he dominated this basketball game. Not just the thirty nine points, which was a career high, not just the twenty one free throws, which is a big sky record, but pushing the ball, keeping his team confident. I mean, to me, the the final margin of victory in this thing, this game was never in doubt. Montana went on a late eleven nothing run to make this thing a lot closer than it was, but this was pure domination. Absolutely, Portland State whipped Montana's butts last night. Uh, eighty one, eighty eight, eighty one was the final. But as you said, it it all it, it came about late, and the game was clearly in hand for Portland State. Ultimately, one thing I'd say is, I don't think the teams are scared of Montana when they step on the floor. I think they're scared of Montana three minutes after the game starts. Uh, and, and, scared, and, and scared is maybe the wrong word. I'm just talking about like who who is the t- basketball is such an art an art based game. It's such a stylistic game. Right. Who's playing with the flair? And I will say played with flair last exactly. night. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so important for teams against the Grizzlies, especially to get off to good starts. Because mm-hmm. when you get going early, which Portland State absolutely did. Then you go, who are you? Who are the big bad bears that we're playing against today? Let me show you what Boo Boo Woods is all about. And that is what we saw last night. And and if that game starts differently, then, again, not scared, the element of doubt starts to creep in. Oh, this team did beat us by 15 in their place. Oh, here we go again. This is, you know, all those things. But Portland State at no point, at no point allowed that to even become a factor, and they're up 19 at halftime. And by the way, they did hold Montana to 30 points in the first half. I mean, they were outstanding defensively uh, in general and, uh, and and deserve that win, absolutely. And it sets up a very interesting day tomorrow. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. The Lady Grizz-Lady Cats game tipping off at 2 o'clock. By the way, the Lady Grizz looked like they were going to be on the wrong side of an awful come-from-ahead loss. They're up 15 in the third quarter to go down one in the early stages of the fourth quarter. Did you watch much of that game? Yeah, I watched it. It was not a pretty basketball It looked like it was all just going to fall apart. And you've talked about this when it's going well for the Lady Grizz. It's going real well. And at times when it's going bad, it goes real bad. And it looked like it was just going to go all the way bad. But credit to Montana for rallying and putting a stop to the, 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 the leak in the hole and they end up going on to win the basketball game by six points uh, and and get a, a second consecutive win. And now they are heading into uh, the Montana State game tomorrow. Six and four in fourth place in the Big Sky Conference standings on a two-game you know, winning streak against the team that is the best team in the Big Sky Conference at eight and one in Montana State. For the men, this is so interesting because, first of all, the Grizzlies are no longer the number one team in the Big Sky Conference. They're seven and three and... Is, and Eastern Washington is six and two, so they're even though they've got one less win, they also have one less loss, and their winning percentage is actually better. So that puts them on top of Montana, and the Grizzlies are now number two in the Big Sky Conference. But 
in terms of you want to talk about momentum or streaks or whatever, I uh, I don't I don't totally buy into all that as you know. But they are on a two game losing streak, and Montana State is on a two game winning streak after having two bad losses. Frankly, at home back to back, Montana State they get a road sweep in Ogden and Pocatello, and now they've had a week off to prepare for this basketball game, and this is going to be an exciting one. And and has at least when you talk about the midpoint of the regular season, has consequences. This is a game of consequence conference-wide. I talked to Travis Secure just less than two hours ago, actually, and we'll share some of the sound pertaining to this upcoming Cat Grizz game. One thing that we won't play for you, but I'll just paraphrase for you, he said one of the number one things you need to find as a coach, especially of a young team, is you you need to find that you are building off of the result, whether it's a loss or a win. What did we do well? What can we harness and continue to do well? What did we do poorly? And what what do we need to eliminate? And I thought Coach Takir made an interesting comment. He said, I think that I realized last night that we don't know why we won. He said, I know why we won seven games in this league, but we don't. Yeah, he said because they haven't been able to replicate it. He said we 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 haven't been able to build off of winning something along those lines, right. and because they don't know why they won something like they that. won. Yeah. Basically, they went three and one in ugly fashion by guarding, but that's what Coach Takir wants. Then they blew out Eastern Washington and Portland State, scoring ninety and eighty five respectively in back to back games. And honestly, it might have been the worst thing that ever happened to them because they looked so great for a week. And now they're back to some of their old habits. And I th- I just think that there's th- th- this team, the Eastern and Portland State game showed what they can be when they all play within themselves, within their roles, and they play offensively efficiently, but also when they really play well on defense. But it also, last night, I thought, showed you how much the whole thing can erode when certain factors come in. One factor, Jared Samuelson, I think he's obviously not healthy. He When he is healthy and he can play big minutes, they're really good. He played 30-plus minutes against Idaho. He's not been able to play more than a couple minutes the last couple times out. He only played five minutes last night. That hurts him. It alters the rotation. Okay, Derek Carter-Hollinger gave him some really good minutes last he night. He did. He looked good. He had he had 35 minutes, 17 points, a couple block shots. Okay, so so that that's not necessarily what holds you back. But the other things that can derail this squad, if Kendall Manuel doesn't get going early, it, it hurts them. He, sco- he scored 14 points last night, but he scored, I think, 10 of those points after they were down 20. Too little, too late sometimes. Mm-hmm. Said Pridget, four, I think he had eight assists, which is good, but he looked didn't look completely in control or comfortable for a lot of the game. And... It's just on down the line. Timmy Falls has played better offensively, especially in his scoring numbers, than he has at any time except for during the, the early parts of his true freshman year. Uh, he averaged 13 points per game last weekend. He scored 12 points last night. He was efficient shooting the ball. But what was the key? He was in foul trouble the whole night, so he couldn't play that on-ball defense that they need him to, and that was why Holland Woods got to the free throw yeah. line so so often. So there, it, it, it's... Montana needs to figure this part out. The two-game stretch where they looked the best this season, everybody played their specific role the best. Mm. They need to figure out a way, though. They can't just let one derailment derail the whole thing, and that's kind of what we've seen. I mean, against Weber State, I thought that they were just they were sort of enamored with their own offensive abilities, and they wanted to just go shot for shot. Well, you do that with Jarek Harding, he's going to beat you. And then last night, I thought they just didn't bring the energy. They, they just were not ready to roll against a team that more than any other team in the league thrives off energy. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, 
Visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. I would also add this, though, because there is another team on the floor. I thought Portland State played a great game. Like, Portland State was ready to go, and and Holland Woods was absolutely dialed in and and he's a great player if you don't match him then portland state's going to have a major advantage and they had that they 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 simply had that all night last night and so you know tip your cap but maybe not a great spot for it when you talk about losing two games for the grizzlies now we turn to tomorrow montana playing montana state this game tips off the men's game at seven o'clock from Dahlberg arena tomorrow night and it's number 300 in the history of the rivalry. Pretty interesting. And this is because there's a number of Montanans playing in this game. And there's also two coaches who both played at their respective institutions coaching against each other. And obviously this will be the first time for Danny Sprinkle as the head coach. He was an assistant coach in this rivalry. Head coach in this rivalry. Travis Secure was asked about that very thing and how special it is to be a coach in the 300th edition of this game against another guy who played at his alma mater, who's coaching in it for the first time, and to see the evolution of the rivalry to this point. This is what Travis had to say. Yeah, this game's always going to be special. You look back at him later uh, and see what, what, what happens over the next few years with me here, him there. Um, and, you know, they're always going to be something to remember from each of these individual matchups. But I'm excited for him uh, to have a chance to walk the sidelines uh, during this event or in this game because it's, it's probably attended as well as it has been in a long time. I don't want to sound like a hater here, but I think that the one thing that's really happened to this rivalry on the basketball sense is even when Montana and Montana State were had lopsided a football lopsided rivalry in terms of results, the games almost all of them were still thrilling. It was it, every once in a while the, during the streak or when Montana had the upper hand in the Cackers football rivalry, there'd be a blowout like 2008 when Montana routed Montana State 35-3 or to the, the 2011 game where the Grizz knocked off the number one Cats. But then this last year was kind of the the opposite side of the pendulum mm-hmm. in that element. But most of the Cat Grizz games are wars. They come down to the wire accentuated by the 2018 game with the stop on the goal line with eight seconds left. The thing about this Cat Grizz basketball rivalry is that not only has it been lopsided in Montana's favor, it's not as if the Cats are just oh so close and getting their heart broken. They're not. They're just getting beat handily. And I think it takes some of the thrill away from it because it's not like Montana State's just been knocking on the door with the exception of one of the great performances I've ever seen live in Tyler Hall scoring 37 points on 11 of 13 shooting in Bozeman two years ago. That is the one win in the last 19 that Montana State has. With the exception of that game, hardly any of these games have been thrilling. They've mostly been ugly, or blowouts. And I just think that for the rivalry to get a little shot of juice, I mean, think about how many gr- great games we've seen the Grizz playing in the yeah. last several years. None of them have been against Montana yeah. State. No, it's a, good, it's a good point. And I think one additional factor that I think is very intriguing to me in this is the number of Montanans that are playing. you got totally. three native Montanans playing for the Grizzlies. There are four rostered native Montanans for Montana State. One for sure in Layden Ricketts, who's going to see a lot of minutes. And Caleb Belich has also seen some for Montana State. So you have as many as five Montanans playing in this rivalry. That hasn't been the case. In fact, Travis Secure was asked that very thing. Go ahead. Note, for, note about one of the Montana guys. I, I misspoke. Said Pridget had 14 points. Kendall Manuel had 19 points. I got okay. the point totals mixed up, but um, Manuel, one of the, the Montana natives that will play in this game on Saturday. Right, and so uh, Coach Secure was asked just to, why has it been that in recent history there have been very few, close to none at times, Montanans on either of these teams and now all of a sudden this year there's actually quite a bunch of them how that ha- how did that happen I think it's great for uh, the rivalry mm-hmm. um, you know and, and I think that's anywhere regionally to be honest with you if you look at the Bay Area you look at Seattle um, there's years where there's a plethora of talent and there's years when it's thin right um, and, and you look at our roster right now we don't have as many Washington guys as we've had in the past so uh, I, I think it's phenomenal for the rivalry. Uh, it's great for our fans to see three Montana guys running around in rotation and be influential in winning. It's going to be a great environment, we know. We'll see how great. I think there's still tickets available for this game. Uh, but to have the Montanas like we talked about in it, and to your point, to have, 
I don't have any particular expectation about how this game is going to go. I think this could be a very good basketball game. I think Montana should be favored to win this game at home, but they are. I mean, how big a deal is the skid? How big a deal is not having the week off? I don't know how that's going to play into it, but more than any of that, this is a brand new Montana State team with a new head coach, with a new attitude and a new way about it. Travis Secure was asked what's the biggest difference that he's seeing. He talked about the defense that Montana State is playing and how that has been a point of emphasis, as, as Danny Sprinkle has said. And we, again, will speak with uh, Coach Sprinkle here in about an hour from now. Uh, but that all of that goes into a brand new thing on the floor. Now, maybe it is Montana by 15. You know, I tend to think it's not going to be that. I think it could be Montana by five. I think it could be Montana State by five. And I think that this is going to be... Do you really think Montana State could win this game? Yes. See, because that's the point I've reached with this rivalry, is that I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just... And I'm not even trying to be a hater on Montana State. I just think that the, the mental element of... How much Montana's just owned this thing is is omnipresent. I don't, and the reason is because nobody at Montana State outside of Harold Frey, who I don't think cares about that one drop, and De- Devin Kirby even are aware of this. I mean, they're aware of it, but it doesn't matter to them. Danny Sprinkle isn't sitting here worried about the past five or seven years or whatever it is. He's been in California, you know, and 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 all all these Jabril Bello. Amin Adamu, these guys have never been in Montana ever before in their lives. So, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Danny Sprinkle does, has worried about it. I guarantee it. Well, worried. Okay. Because I mean, he's been a fan of, of his alma sure, mater. Sure. And, he, and he's been monitoring that job closely for, but for such a saying, way. It's not like you're wearing it like you would be wearing it if you were the coach who'd come in here and won once in 10 shots. You know what I mean? Like, if that was you, it's a whole different deal. Do I expect Montana to win? The, like, if I'm going to pick who I think is going to win, I'm picking the Grizzlies to win the game. Right. Especially, actually, coming off of two losses. But... Would I sit here and fall over in my chair if Montana State won the basketball? They're, no, they're a good basketball team, and it's still the Big Sky Conference, which has been the closest, most competitive conference in the nation this year. To me, the reason Portland State beat the Grizz last night had to do with one factor, confidence. And I can't see Montana State finding that confidence. I mean, I, I, I just I don't I don't know how to really articulate my point other than that I would fall out of my chair if the Cats beat the Grizz. Because I just think we've reached that point. I don't. I don't think. I agree with what you're saying. Guys like Michael Paulo and Jabril Bello and w- that have been in Bozeman for less than a year. They're not. They're not even thinking about the history. But it's the. It's just the magnitude of the moment. I, I just don't know how you overcome it. It's going to take Harold Frey. He's That's gonna, what it takes. Of course, it's, it's going to take Harold Frey, the guy, by the way, who is has the longest history, and it's a it's a bad one by and large in this rivalry. The other thing, though, and maybe from this, a team perspective, I'm from, from a team perspective. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that that to me might be the opposite side of this coin, in which I would be on, I think, in agreement with you. The Montana players that have played in this rivalry expect nothing but to beat Montana State, and so I don't think Montana State has to overcome anything because I don't think they they have a negative history by and large with this iteration of this group that goes, oh no, that there's some hurdle that they haven't jumped over yet. But Montana, there's players on this team, specifically Kendall Manuel, Timmy Falls, and and Saeed Pridget, who go, this this is not a game that we lose. That's what I'm saying. I understand, and so I'm saying I'm putting the 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 grizzly perspective on this. Speaking of <laughs> Timmy Falls, he's been great since conference play began. He was asked about the environment playing in front of 7,000 people and the crowd and the the, uh, the 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 type of atmosphere you get in a Cat Chris basketball game, if, how much fun it is. Oh yeah, I love playing in those type of ap- atmospheres. Uh, brings a lot of a lot of adrenaline, but I think we got to gotta kind of calm down and uh, not kind of think about the situation just play our game because you can get caught up in those situations and not play your best ball but we're really excited for it and hopefully it'll be a better outcome you know it's a fair point everybody how you get ready to play well sometimes you got to get down to play for, uh, emotionally when it starts when it's charged like that so we'll see who can come out the most even you remember the women's press conference after the lady cats won in Missoula last year, right? Yep. <clears throat> Blair Braxton and Oleon Squires mm-hmm. sitting up there. And uh, somebody from, I think, the Missoula contingent of the media corps that was on hand asked him, 
you know, is extra special to win in Dahlberg Arena. And Blair Braxton just smiled and said, What else do we do? That's what we've done. Right. We don't treat this like some cataclysmic accomplishment because at the end of the day, this is what we do. We've never considered losing to Lady Grizz. We don't know about what the Lady Grizz used to be. We just beat the Lady Grizz. It's the exact same element. I just think that the men's and the women's games have the exact same intangible element of I don't think the Lady Cats have even considered the ways that they could lose to the Lady Grizz. And I don't think that the men Grizz have considered any scenario in which they lose to the Bobcats. And I think that even in the back of your mind, this Grizz team, for example, I think there's a lingering thought of a way that you could lose to Portland State, Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado, even Idaho in this league. I don't think that there is any mental element that's haunting any of these Grizz guys into why they could or how they could lose this game. I think that it's like a foregone conclusion in their minds that they will beat Montana State because that's what they do. I think there are two or three guys on the Grizzlies who have that exact mentality. I think there's a bunch of freshmen who've never played in this game before who are not from the state of Montana who are going to be playing big minutes in this game. Sure. And I also think that the Montana State basketball team has been completely overhauled top to bottom, and so they are also conversely not bringing in that doubt of like, well, we've never beat this team. How are we going to figure, find a way to beat this team? If that is absent from Montana State by and large. So even if Montana, I've already said I expect Montana to win the game. Yeah. All I'm saying is it's not going to, sh- it wouldn't shock me if it didn't go that way. This is a brand new season and it's as different a group of teams as we've seen in the past three or four years coming together to play each other. This is all brand new. The most I guess the the part that I have a mental block on over the the Cats right now is that I think Danny Sprinkle's done a tremendous job in terms of getting these guys to play hard for 40 minutes and get them to play way better defense. That that is not an easy change especially considering how lacking both of those factors mm-hmm. have been in the last several years. Yep. But like Montana has won without playing well, and they've also won by playing really well. We've seen glimpses of what they look like at their best. Sure. Montana State's five and four, and they have, I'm not going to say they haven't played well because they have played incredibly above their heads in elements of the game that aren't pretty, but they haven't played a pretty game yet. Right. Where they just went out and just. Just rolled somebody. Or not even just. It's yeah, not yeah. even about the margin of victory, but like where they're. Yeah. You, I mean, you know how. I it, get you. I mean, when it, you know how it looks when a basketball team's flowing, when the ball's moving and they're popping, and this guy's hitting the open shot, and everybody's yelling, the bench is going crazy. The Cats have just been sitting there taking just it, fight, just fighting, fighting a fifteen them. round fight, and they're getting all the way to the end, and they're winning by decision more often than they're not, but they're still they're bruised and battered at the end. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic. But I think also so much of it is my own personal view of them because that was the whole thing of the Brian Fish era, right? When the Cats would win, God dang, you look pretty. Right. Because the ball's just popping and Tyler Hall's stroking. And I mean, how many teams in the league had two dudes who could just drop 30 on you in the same game? They, yeah. There was nobody, but that it was just so few and far between. Totally. And if they ever were not, when Tyler Hall and Harold Frey weren't shooting well, then it just looked, it was the opposite of pretty. But all I'm saying is, two-thirds of those elements aren't there and probably the one that's the most important that it still is is there i mean that, that you're that's, right that's all i'm saying and i'm just i'm just arguing about how shocking it would be i don't think it would be shocking see i, I would be absolutely shocked okay if Darius brickle wins, wins his first cat grizz game in i don't think it would be shocking in three weeks if the if the cats beat the mm. grizz in was in bozeman i just mm. think it would be i, I would be floored that's if a, the cats I mean, came in that's and i'm not point. saying that the Grizz are going to go win by 30 tomorrow yeah i think it'll be a great game it'll be a single digit game i just think that montana is going to win the game yeah and and you know we have not talked about the coaching element having a new coach is a good thing in a lot of ways having travis to cure who is been up and down this sideline in this game multiple times is is an advantage for Montana. It is. We'll take a break. Got to get into some high school stuff. You think Dahlberg Arena is only going to be full up tomorrow? No, no, no. Biggest high school matchup of the weekend tomorrow. And how about somebody hitting 14 threes in a high school game? What in the world is going on next? You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. I was attempting to say that tomorrow night will not be the only night that Dahlberg Arena will be full, because tonight, and then I said tomorrow, tonight, in fact, high school matchup, in fact, probably the biggest high school matchup in the in the state, both boys and girls, Hellgate versus Sentinel. It is one versus four on the boys' side, and is it two versus four, two versus three on the girls' side, something like that. Both of side, them yep. eight and one, uh, the, uh, the, the Knights and Spartans on the girls' side. Eight and one, the Spartan boys versus the hello 10 and 0, Hellgate Knights. And uh, is this the first time ever that a game, that a high school game, like a regular season like this, is going to be played in Dahlberg Arena? I know that they've done... Tournaments been, and different things like that, but this is just a regular season crosstown matchup. Yeah, I can't say with absolute certainty, but I do know just based on the hype video produced by SWX Montana. By the way, they are airing the game. So shout out Ben uh, Weinman. Yeah, saw uh, saw Bill Heisman and the boys down there getting set up. There I, you go. I said Billy's going to live here for the next two days. I said, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> got four games in Bill's two days. Absolutely, Bill's man. ready to roll. So they got, they got it all <laughs> ready to go, but. Uh, According to the hype video from SWX Montana, this is the first time in the 64-year history of the rivalry that the the uh, battle for the Golden Goat Trophy will be played at Dahlberg Arena. Now, so. you and I went to school in this city, high school. We did. Uh, I We did not attend either Hellgate or Sentinel. We went to Big Sky. Okay, that's fine. Poor us. But I don't... Man, this is just acrimony. I, I don't remember the Golden Goat being a thing at the time that I was going to school. Not me neither. So they haven't, I mean, I'm not saying they haven't been playing for this thing for a long time, but it became like a big deal in the last like five years or so, right? Like all of a sudden, and I don't know how these things get birthed or whatever. I have no idea. Is it like, I feel like what it is. I did my best in high school to not pay attention to anything with Sentinel. I just feel besides beating them fifty to zero. Man, goal. man, why? What's going on over there? No, don't I'm just we, kidding. Don't I don't. The, I don't. The I, awful I, days. No, of I have. History. I have. I have no no feeling about any of this. I'm, I'm I'm going to the game tonight because I'm very interested to just watch these two Absolutely. teams play. So the Golden Goat. Uh, let me know what that thing's lo- thing looks like. I mean, it just it just harkens to like the Israelites in Egypt in the Old Testament. Oh, can I do go. that? Can I get? I can don't I start, know. Can I start? I mean, preaching? I think we could do whatever we want. It's I mean, a matter I how many people so. turn the, their radios the off. Golden goat out there. Uh, anyway, it's go- they are going to be two great games. I'm actually envious. I'm not envious of you. I'm going to have a great night on my own, right? I'm going to the hockey games tonight. Well, I'm going to see the Bruins, the Missoula Junior Bruins. Shredded up on the rink, so I'm looking forward to that uh, this evening. But we will uh, we'll be at both of those events. But this is going to be two great games, uh, the girls and the boys. And you know, Hellgate has been so good for quite a while in boys basketball. They get Cam Lawrence to come over from Big Sky and and have an, and they have the best team in the state. Absolutely, Sentinel though is an outstanding team in their own right, and I'm interested. To see, you know, how competitive this game is, I think it's going to be. And for for Hellgate, though, the, at the end of the day, it is it's it, it's one thing. That's it, state championship. Period. Because that is the thing that has eluded them. They have been upset or heartbroken. They were upset two years ago. They lost in the first round of Great Falls. Yep. Like, whoa, so what's going on? And then last year, they go all the way to the state championship game, and Bozeman in. You know, one of the all-time finishes that you can have goes full court, pass, 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 bing, bing, boom, layup, game winner, game over. I mean, it was it was uh, it was unbelievable and heartbreaking for Hellgate and completely exhilarating for Bozeman. Uh, but this is a team who has been favored to win the state title basically each of the last three years and has not done it. And so this game tonight, I think, is in one sense. I think this is a bigger game for Sentinel. I think if for Sentinel to see where they're at, how they feel like they stack up, what they what it's like for you know this year's team, and they got a great group, the Spartans do, to go against Hellgate, uh, you know, to see kind of where they're at for Hellgate. You know, if they lost, maybe there's a certain sense of invincibility that kind of gets in there. But really, at the end of the day, none of it matters. If you go in undefeated to the state tournament, I mean, and shoot, in a lot of ways, if Hellgate is undefeated going into the state tournament, 
given the history they've had the last several years, I mean, I don't know how much pressure that that starts to put on a team. You know what I mean? But uh, they are very good. They they got they got some dudes playing basketball. A lot of times it's easy to just point to the obvious, which is that when you have the best player in the state, especially in a small state like Montana, you are the state championship favorite, and that's what Hellgate has in Raleigh Wooster, no doubt. But it's it's just more than that. It's not, and it's not just Abe Johnson and Cam Lawrence either. I mean, this team has seven seniors and then yeah. a couple really solid juniors too. I mean, they go they have nine legitimate players. They got. A, I guess what I'm saying is they got a bunch of dudes who would start at most schools in in class AA. So it's not just a top heavy team. They're very good, but Sentinel has a lot of talent too. I mean, Alex Germer is is probably the best non senior mm-hmm. basketball prospect in class AA. I mean, he already has an offer from Montana State. Yep. And Sentinel has a couple other sharpshooters. They got a nice little point guard. It'd be interesting to see uh, how this matchup plays out. I think that Hellgate definitely has the edge when it comes to confidence and toughness, but Sentinel, they can shoot it, and that could keep them in this game. No doubt. We'll, we'll see what happens, and we'll uh, talk about it on Monday. So our prep extra segment is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, make us your bank. Got a special treat for you, two for one in this segment. We got out to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a senior wrestler up at Flathead High School, Tanner Russell, joining us. Tanner, thanks so much for being with us, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, we're happy to have you on here for sure. Ton to get to, but let's start here. It's your senior year wrestling season. How you feeling as you uh, go here on the one last hurrah? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to take on uh, divisionals and states. So. How did you get into wrestling in the first place? I mean, wrestling is a sport that's not for the faint of heart, certainly, and obviously uh, a high level, not just a physicality while you're on the mat, but in preparation for it as well. Um, So, uh, just I start off the season, got to get in shape, uh, work on my technique at the beginning, and then getting in shape just all, all year, that's the biggest part. So, How long have you been wrestling? Um, since second grade, so. And do you have any siblings who wrestle or parents, or was that something that you said, you know, for some reason that you just took to it? Oh, uh, my dad wrestled in high school, so. Come by it naturally then, huh? Yeah. That a man. And I know that you also have been helping out some of the youngsters as well, helping the kids who want to do some wrestling, right? What do you do there? Um, I'll just help them out at practice and stuff, teach them some moves here and there, and uh, just have a good time with them and try to keep them in the wrestling room, so. Right on. Tanner Russell joining us. He's a wrestler senior at Flathead High School, 4-0 student. And also, Tanner, you've been part of an initiative that's a very, very cool one. Every Memorial Day, you have uh, visited the Veterans Cemetery there in Kalispell and laid American flags on the graves of every fallen soldier uh, that are there as a matter of commemoration. How did you get into that? I know it's a collaboration between you guys and Glacier's wrestling team as well, but just talk to us about that a little bit. So um, one of my uh, wrestling teammates from my freshman and sophomore year, his dad was, uh, he's part of the VFW, and uh, he just asked if the wrestling team would help out with that, and I joined up in heartbeat to uh, honor honor those that have fallen, so yeah. And and you come from a military family, right? Yeah. Who's, who in your family has been uh, in the service? Oh, my dad, he, he served in the Marine Corps for 16 years, so... And you think that that's something that you may want to take up as well as you graduate this year, right? Yeah, I do plan on uh, joining the service afterwards, after high school. So, what branch do you want to get into? Um, I want to join the Marines, just like my dad. So, very good. Well, Tanner, we appreciate you being on here with us. That's an awesome story. Keep it up uh, here through uh, wrestling season, and best of luck at the Naval Academy and beyond next year. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice talking to you. Absolutely. Same. Tanner Russell, wrestler, senior, 4.0 student, future member of the Naval, is it the Naval Corps? Navy Corps? I don't, know how to, I don't want to say it incorrectly. I may have already done it. Uh, anyway, great kid. Appreciate that. Hey, Mattress Firm, they got scholarships too. You go online, you go to the uh, website, mattressfirmmt.com. You click on the students tab there, and uh, you can nominate any kid doing good things in his community, his or her community, or city, school, family, whatever it is. Put them in there, and uh, they could be the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. They'll be featured on SWX right here on the show, and then at the end of the year, this spring, 
There'll be a vote for the student of the year, the winner of which will get a $3,000 scholarship courtesy of Mattress Firm. So very cool. Note from a, per our Hellgate Sentinel conversation, yes. a note from Kyle Newtall, I think is how you say it. And, uh, he's an assistant coach at Hellgate. Kai Newtall, excuse me, assistant coach at Hellgate. He, uh, he says that it reminds us that Hellgate and Billings West played at Dahlberg Arena in 1993. Mm. If anybody that is old enough to remember that 1993 Hellgate team, um, the stuff of legend. I mean, J.R. Camel. J.R. Camel, right? Yeah. Ryan Dick. Yep. I mean, those guys went on to play for the Grizz. They were outstanding. I mean, J.R. Camel, we talk about how the, the transfer thing has been going on for a long time. When J.R. Camel came down from R. Lee to play for the Hellgate, Hellgate Knights. Knights, that was a big deal. Yes. And Billings West, they had Danny Sullivan back then. He went on to play for Montana State. So that was a that was a huge game back then. Um, and then Hellgate ended up capping their undefeated season later on that year with a state championship victory over Billings West. We had Eric Hayes in here for the Grizz Greats Coaching Tree Podcast. Eric Hayes played for Montana, but he was the head coach of that Hellgate okay. team. Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Kai, for sending that to us. That's a, a good memory. And yeah, the... Uh the J.R. Camel-led Hellgate Knights teams in the uh, early 90s, 93 specifically, outstanding. Quick break. On the other side, our friend Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, going to tell us something about sports. Next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure am i right absolutely got to be cyber safe this day and age well for you business owners out there whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business it's still running through the web we all know that's a fact and in today's always on world your business demands a simpler approach to network security at blackfoot communications they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of montana they do they're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Well, we would be remiss before heading into Super Bowl weekend uh, if we did not welcome our friend Carolyn in on a Friday afternoon, the chick who doesn't know sports, back with us as always. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Doing okay uh, ourselves. I know it's, uh, you know, it. We're. I think people are getting excited now, finally, for the Super Bowl tomorrow, but been an obviously somber week in the sports world and the world at large, and I know that you have not had an opportunity yet to uh, address some of that, and you were wanting to do that, so I, uh, I, you know, the floor is yours. Oh, well, thanks. Sure. Wow. Um, just pretty sad week. I, um, all I can think about really is like as a sports parent looking at Kobe and these families traveling to a sports game and this is what happens. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's, I mean, it's obviously horrible. It's Kobe Bryant. He's a legend, but as a father and a coach of you, you know, sports, you sports, they were just taking their kids to a basketball game. Well, and that's your tie, too, because you're a sports parent and your kids primarily skiers. They're on the mountain uh, race. They were racing yeah, this last weekend. Are you right. racing this weekend? Or are they racing? No racing this okay. weekend. Uh, last weekend in Whitefish. Yeah, but um, uh, it is, it's one of those things where you just, uh, you know, nobody has any control over some of this stuff sometimes. But also then you place yourself like the the only way in which maybe you and I can identify with Kobe Bryant is as, you know, a parent who's transporting their kids to a game or something like that. Right. Right. And as I was driving back from Whitefish and hearing the news, like my husband and son were going to be coming back later and all like, you know, you just think about these horrible things. So it's just tragic. And I feel so sad for those young lives that were cut short. And then all of those, all the ripple effect of all the kids, the youth sports, the basketball players that were waiting for them to show up for the game and just everything. No doubt. Uh, And the one thing or one thing uh, that, that this has had certainly effect on me on, and I think probably a lot of people is a little bit of introspection, a little bit of 
uh, uh, outrospection. I don't know if that's the word and perspective. And I know that you, who have been fairly tough on youth sports parents at times, <laughs> I have, uh, yes. in in and and by the way, with good cause, right. I would say. Uh, also, uh, maybe found in this a moment of uh, you know to say, well, let's 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 take a look and spotlight some of the good sports parents. Is this going to be about you now, or are you just no. going to talk about yourself? I'm, a, about I'm amazing. The, you no, it, I, actually, it's funny because this weekend I was watching specifically my husband schlepping Ben's skis up and down the mountain. Oh. But then I was watching all these other parents that were getting up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., taking their kids. This is just in skiing. I mean, there's hockey parents, there's gymnastics parents, there's cheerleading parents, basketball, you name it. But specifically watching like these parents helping their kids, you know, get their socks on just right and making sure they're warm and making sure they're comfortable and they're fed. And, you know, I see you and I thank you. And I just think these parents, even though I make fun of some of them for, you know, reliving their glory years, they're out there just trying to make it a great experience for their kids. And I know their kids don't appreciate it. And they won't until they're like in their 20s. But I saw so many great parents this weekend and it just made me think of all of the parents. And then obviously what happened just made me realize like all across the country and the world, there's all these amazing sports parents that are just kicking butt for their kids. Yep. Making it happen for the kiddos. Yep. Per your point, the sports parents, they... uh, it sacrifices no matter if you're Kobe Bryant or you're Carolyn Buckta or you're right. Ryan Tutel or whoever it is. Well, so. I'll tell you what, I got a long way to go because one of my number one things of telling them, no, you shouldn't be in sports <laughs> is because I don't want to wake up in the morning and I don't want to feed them it, at 7 a.m. I want them to be just just get a banana and come back at 10 and I'll make you eggs then. You, you know, know, that's I, so I've work to do. It's funny because my husband is not an early riser. Like he's oh, just not, I, you know, the more I learn about this man, the more I like him. <laughs> and he, yes. but I, he took Ben to his first race a couple weeks ago. And then this past weekend we all were, and I just watched him hustling and getting Ben where he needed to be. I mean, it was just really great to watch him as a dad. And I thought, I was the great sports parent, but I have to give him so much credit because he, I mean, he's got everything ready. He's, you know, it's just, I don't know. All these parents were amazing too. I mean, I saw these parents skiing down, holding race skis. And cause you know, when you're a racer, you have to have special race skis. Right. So these, I saw this one mom, she took like three runs with her kids race skis. Cause she kept missing where the start of the race was. <laughs> and you know, I was like, no, come over here. And it was just, I, you know, these things that uh, these kids, I definitely didn't appreciate it when I was a kid. Yeah, I think so. that's the part you, that I, I'm not a parent, so I don't want to sound preachy, but I do think that one thing that sports has taught us, especially doing this Grizz Greats podcast that we're doing, is that we we ask all these guys, and so, uh, we've been doing interviews with players that played for all these head coaches at the University of Montana men's basketball program, and the first bonus episode we had with former players, these guys played for their respective coaches some 40 or 45 years ago. And when they remember what that experience was like, they hated every second of it. <laughs> and now that they're in their 60s, they can't just even describe, there's not enough words to describe how much it means to them. And I think that's very similar. You said it when we were interviewing Eric Hayes. You said it's very similar to parenting, right? Your parents won't appreciate what you did for them until you're old. But that's life, right? That's why That's why nostalgia is one of the great and most coveted feelings in human existence because you always long for what's before. Right. But life wouldn't, everybody always says, man, if I only knew now what I, if I only knew then what I know now, your life wouldn't be the same. It's not the same level of fulfillment. If you knew everything when you were 12 years old, your life would suck. Yeah. If you were Benjamin Button, (laughs) it's going in the wrong direction. And so even if your kids don't appreciate it now, I promise that they will because my parents were hauling me up to the ski hill all the time or better yet, driving me down to the bus all the time (laughs) to go up the ski hill. But, but. I mean, it's like the greatest memories of my life. Totally. So, yeah. and they will remember. And life is long. So, I mean, man. Yeah. It's crazy how these th- sort of things make us reflect so deeply, right? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, there is an event this weekend. Oh, that J Lo concert. Right. <laughs> the J Lo concert. The J Lo Shakira concert J-Lo, in Miami. The J Lo concert that's going to be sandwiched between two halves of some game. Right. Yes. Right. True um, or false. True or false? It's Ryan's worst radio take of all time when he was bemoaning the fact that this was the halftime show. Right. Screaming that no one wants to watch Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, dude, 
everybody wants no, no, to no, watch no, no. Jennifer Lopez. Let's be very specific. I was screaming that I don't want to watch Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and then, so I guess then that is begs the question of what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's be, there, it's. I think I have a very. I'm on very firm ground here. She did a performance in the last two years that was a big one. It was, I think, it was the a, maybe the Grammys last a year, year. Grammys ago, last right? Year, yep. And A. Rod is sitting up there and the whole thing. This poor gal, and bless her, how old is she? Like 50. 50. On the dot. 50 on the dot? dot. Okay. Good for her. She's beautiful. Okay. She's always been beautiful. No. Okay. Fine. She can't move. She looks like me. They're up there trying to like. She does not look like you. (laughs) I'm just going to make that clear. I mean, there's a beard to to take into consideration. But her? Her, like her, her. her movements compared to the contemporary dancers who are what 19 to 25 years old the other people who are mm-hmm. on stage the entourage or whatever they're spinning around like tornadoes and she in her high heels and whatever glitter dress she's got on can barely get from a to b to do the next head shake or whatever it is and i'm like get, get it Right. Give it up for crying. Like, go sing your song, do whatever, but stop trying to do this. This is sad. This is like watching the, the, the sport, the athlete who sticks around too long. Like Tom Brady. <laughs> Man, it's never going to end for you and Tom Brady. <laughs> no. That's no. that's all I'm saying about J-Lo and the thing. Now, you know, who knows? Maybe, it'll, you know, they'll probably have her in some motorized float and she won't have to do all the stuff and it'll probably be She'll great. She'll be on like a little scooter okay. like at Walmart. So we can f- we can discuss that on Monday. But for me, no, no. Shakira, sure. Jennifer Lopez. Maybe J-Lo will wear a more sensible shoe and then she can move a little bit better. That is not, uh, that is significant. Mm-hmm. I would love to see her <laughs> in the... Scantily clad glitter with like with some sketchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's really the way it's going to go. Well, well, what if she just wore a cute little Lululemon outfit? Are you going to watch though? Are you going to watch the game? Do you I mean, no, I'll be skiing. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll hear all about it on Monday. Great. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 